Om Namo Narayanaya. We are reading the Sri Guru Gita. We're doing a 108 version of it as translated by the late master Mark Griffin, who was the founder of the Hardlight Center for Awakening. You can find the links down below to the center um, that keeps his teachings alive, along with the Gita that we're actually reading here, which you can download for free, along with other things that he's done and, and lots of really cool stuff. Um, I stumbled on his website recently and was like, oh, I I gotta read this. I gotta share this. Um, and I trust the translation versus like when I was doing the Kama Sutra, which was an 1800s translation. Um, and I'd love to see a new one, but I don't know. It's it's a hard. There's a there's a decolonization movement happening about taking back the translations and making them accurate and making them right. Because um, Sanskrit and English. Excuse the siren. So here we go. We are starting with verse number 47. Residing in the center of the thousand petals is a divine triangle formed by the Sanskrit alphabet with the letters A, Ka, and Tha at each point. One should meditate on the Guru's two lotus feet, which are Ham and Sa, in the center of the sacred triangle. In the early morning, call on the Guru and meditate on the peace within his eyes. See him seated in the white lotus of the Shahasrar, with the two arms granting boons and fearlessness. In the heart is a cave the size of a thumb, which is the seat of the casual body. Listen, and I shall speak to you of the meditation on this form of consciousness. Seated upon a throne in the center of the heart lotus is the guru, effulgent and luminous like the crescent of the moon. In one hand he holds the book of knowledge, while his other hand showers boons. One should meditate upon the guru's divine form. The seat of the guru resides in the center of the heart space, shining like a perfect crystal. Meditate on the guru who eternally bestows bliss and is higher than the highest. The guru is beyond any description whatsoever. No imputed terms can describe him. Thus the Vedas say, neti, neti. He is not this, he is not that. Contemplate this great mystery and continually worship him with both mind and speech. Whether it moves or is stationary, whether it is sentient or insentient, it is all part of the great mandala of the ocean of consciousness. I bow to you, my guru, who expresses the state of samadhi that spontaneously knows this truth. Thus the guru reveals, I am unborn, I am ageless, beginningless, and deathless. I am smaller than the smallest and larger than the largest. I move and move not. I am far as well as near. I am inside everything and outside everything all at once. I am beyond cause and effect. I am the supreme Akasha. I am consciousness and bliss, never-ending, self-luminous, imperishable, and pure. I bow to my guru, who is absolute consciousness, who is eternal, who is peace personified, who is completely pure, and who transcends the limits of space. He is beyond the primordial sound of Nada. He is beyond the blue pearl Bindu. He is beyond the concentrated bliss of Kala. I bow to my guru, who is the embodiment of Jnana Shakti, the power of knowledge. The 36 tattvas are his garland. He bestows mukti, worldly happiness, and mukti, spiritual awakening. I bow to my guru who bestows Atmajanya, the knowledge of the self. He burns away all the karmas carried forward from countless lifetimes. 
I bow to my guru who embodies the great guru tattva, the universal principle of the guru, the highest truth and the greatest austerity. There is nothing worth knowing that is more important than this. I bow to my guru who is the lord of the universe. My guru is the guru of the three worlds. Myself is the universal Atman to my guru. I bow. The guru, the first impulse of creation, is eternal and without end. He is without question the supreme of all deities. Nothing exists which is greater than he. To my side guru, I bow. Merely recalling my guru, knowledge arises spontaneously. Remembering him brings all attainments automatically. By meditating on the guru in this way, the prasad of my guru's grace delivers me to realization. I bow to my guru, who is the infinite ocean of consciousness, beyond perception, beyond duality, beyond the three gunas and all formation. He is the embodiment of the bliss of Brahman and the bestower of ultimate happiness. He is Ekam, one. He is Nityam, eternal. He is Vimalam, free from impurities. He is Akshalam, steadfast. He is the abode of knowledge and bliss, and he is forever omniscient, omnipresent, and vast like the sky. He is the witness. To realize the great Vedantic Mahavakya Tat Tvam Asi Thou Are That is to become one with the Guru. Just as a crystal reflected in a mirror replicates its shiny image in the same way, when the infinite ocean of consciousness is seen in the Atman, the bliss of realization dawns and the awareness of Soham arises. I am that. By following the Guru, Margana, the path of the Guru, and meditating upon him, one obtains jhana, knowledge, as well as vijjana, insight. There is nothing greater than the Guru. By following the Guru's path, one's mind becomes purified. Thus, one is then able to detach from the transitory objects of the world and be free from the binding influence of false identification. By following the Guru, Margana, one attains the highest goal, the realization of the bliss of Atman. This is generated through Prasad, the gift of the Guru's grace. I remember my Sri Guru, who is the same supreme brahman i speak of my shri guru who is the supreme brahman i bow to my shri guru who is the supreme brahman i worship my shri guru who is the supreme brahman to the eternal shri guru i bow he is bliss incarnate exuding joy his countenance radiance ecstasy he is awake with knowledge of his own self the yogis worship him as their lord with the precision of a surgeon he extricates us from the wheel of cyclic existence. I bow to the guru who embodies Lord Bhairava, constantly revealing the five functions of creation, maintenance, dissolution, concealment, and the bestowal of grace. We're going to pause here. Uh, I also need a breath. <laughs> and uh, mind the siren at the beginning um, and trucks going by or whatever. Um, there was a moment I thought, well, I'll stop the camera and redo this, but you know what? I'm willing to bet a lot of you meditate and you don't have a silent little retreat you go to. You have noises. Maybe you have cats like me. You have a world around you and it's probably frustration. So I figured <laughs> I'm in the same boat here. You see my house behind me, my stuffed elephant even, um, Baby Yoda behind my head. 
I'm just like you. Just wanting to be God, know God face to face. So we'll leave in the siren because the world is world is Maya, but it's it's there. Uh, as I was reading this, I had a thought come to me. Um, there was a line it mentioned the guru masculine, he. And uh, I believe that women can be gurus. I know in like ISKCON, women cannot be swamis. I, I totally, totally disagree with that. I think they should be. Uh, I've seen arguments that say, oh, no, no, women, you know, have a different role or whatever. And that's not what Swami Prabhupada said. But when you look at the history, I think women can be gurus. I think they are just as smart and just as knowledgeable and just as whatever. And I just feel like women are equal to men in that way. There's some things they can do better, some things we can do better, but I think they can be gurus. And and the fact is, is it's not keeping them gurus. Uh, keeping them from being gurus, I think, kind of pushes many women into the New Age world. They become so many New Age teachers because they can't join ISKCON. Uh, they can't join the Catholic Church. Um, I don't know, can they become a rabbi? I, I don't know. So, personally, I, I'm, I'm for women being teachers. So this referred to it as he. Um, I, I take that as just a general phrase. I don't read into it too much on some level, but on another level, if you are a woman, please, please reach out, you know, teach, do what you should do. And maybe someday the organizations that you want to be a part of will let you be a part of them and understand that you can have just as great a teaching as anyone. Actually, I've seen some men out there. They're not very good. I've seen women out there who oh, amazing. Gender doesn't make one more spiritually enlightened or better or smarter. Just, that's just my rant. <laughs> that's just me. Um, anyways, as I said in another video, you never know what comes to you when you're reading this, or I never do. And uh, I want to do a few thoughts because that way it's more than just an audio book. That's not what I'm doing. I'm here to praise the Lord. So comments, questions, and all that good stuff below. Thank you for joining me in this. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.